0: in this episode of the encourage aspire podcast i'm joined by hip-hop artist disability advocate and digital market specialist george doman and me and george go away go back a couple of years man um he has cp like me. i have actually had him on the podcast early before but we talked about relationships and dating at that and during that episode this episode we kind of went more deeper into his creativity and his disability advocacy and just the fact that he's an Emmy winner for the um, Netflix documentary Rising Phoenix and just all the great things that he's doing man I'm just so proud to call my brother a friend and the fact that we have a, a unspoken bond of having CP cerebral palsy and that we just are there for each other man so this is a great episode hope you guys enjoy Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Encourage Inspire podcast. And this is actually going to be a repeat guest of mine. Because he was actually in the first season of the podcast. In fact, he was in... um, I think episode three. So we're having him back again. But this time... We're going to talk... That particular episode was about you know relationships or whatever. This time it's going to be really about his story and what he's all about. So man, my man George Doman, how you doing, bro? I'm
1: good. How are you guys? Thank you for having me on again, Darrell. Thank you, man.
0: Hey, Amen. It 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 absolutely is a pleasure to have you. I on. hope I hope people enjoyed the last one we did. Uh-huh, I think they did. I I've, I've shared uh-huh. that I've shared that episode with a lot of people. <laughs> and they actually they actually got a lot of insight from it, man, because I think people don't really understand from our perspective as men with disabilities and how how that affects us in our everyday life, especially when it comes to dating and relationships. So that was a good episode, man. I'm glad to have you back and this time kind of sharing your story, man, and, and what you're all about. We may have talked about some of this stuff in the, Maybe, but we're gonna touch on it again. You know, because that was so long ago. That's like literally almost two years ago now. Because I started a podcast in 2021, so right around this time. So it's been a couple. It's been been two years. It's already been two years. Oh wow, Uh, wow, that doesn't even wow since we've done that last episode. So because you were like episode three, and this is episode this was this is episode 70. So so yeah, so it's been a while. You'll be uh, yeah. So it's time to have you again so you're actually thank you. besides, besides LaShawn, who is the podcast uh who houses my podcast you are my first repeat guest on the pod so
1: nice nice man i'm i'm grateful to be i'm i'm honored man thank you
0: cool it's man such an honor cool.
1: it's such an honor to know you man and and, and we met a while ago but but thank yeah. you too man thank you for always supporting me
0: and it's all good man so so uh, tell everybody who's obviously people who are who are just not so. Where are you from? You know, whatever where you're from, and and um, talk to me about your earliest memories of music, man, and 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 then we'll get into kind of you know a little bit about what it's like to have CP. So we need to touch that's just part of it. You to know, touch on touch on that too. But yeah, but but talk to me about that.
1: So um, I'm originally from. Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I, you know, it was really, really tough in that in that area in that area of of the world. But uh, but yeah, I was originally from Chicago, Illinois, and we I used to listen to B ninety six. I think it was B ninety six. It was the radio, and and I remember um, breaking the movie Breaking came out, and like uh, Ozone and and the pop locking, and like like I fell in love with hip hop man, and I heard Brenda's Got a Baby by Tupac and. And I would listen to the radio, and I'd always sing along to the radio. So that's kind of what got me into hip hop and uh, wanting to uh, do music and stuff. And then, and then I moved to Modesto, California, which is northern California. Um, yeah, it's not Los Angeles, but I really wish it was. But it's not Los Angeles as far as the music business. But Modesto, California, which is where George Lucas is from, um, Star Wars. You know the movie Star Wars and and the Mandalorian and all this, he, he's the creator of it. He's originally from here. Um, he's our, he's our national treasure in my opinion. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So then, so then I moved to Manesto. I met producers in Manesto. I met my boy, Demel, and, uh, he gave me a shot, man. And he was, he was my engineer for the longest time and we started recording music, but, but, but going back a little bit, rewind on that. Um, I used to rap at my boy's house. And I remember he'd be on the phone. This is way before I started recording. And this was in Modesto. I used to rap and he'd be on the phone and people would be like, is that the radio? Is that the radio? And then he would be like, no, that's George. You know, he would tell people, no, man, that's George. Like, and that's when I realized I was like, hmm, I'm on to something here. You know what I mean? So that's what kind of got me into music, man. And that that's what led me to to do music since you know i started recording in 2001 when i met Demel, and i remember we'd record in a little closet like a makeshift studio this is back when Fruity loops first came out um, mm-hmm. i've recorded on adads too i remember even analog like 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 going into actual studios recording recording on ADAT tapes and getting ADAT tapes mm-hmm. and watching the tape machine and like seeing how warm the sound was and that's what kind of got me onto the journey of doing music, man was just b ninety six in Chicago and Tupac and breaking and ozone and pop Locking and in the hip hop culture man and and I felt like I felt like hip hop relates so much to disability because I feel like hip hop in the beginning was all about the underdogs man and 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 we really are in my opinion from the moment we're born and we have physical disabilities or if we and up, you know, somebody ends up having a disability later in life or if they have a non-visible disability, I feel like we're truly the underdogs, man. And uh, that's what drew me to hip-hop, man. It was just just the street and, like, just the fact that, like, it was all about the people, man.
0: I love that, man. I love that <clears throat> that there you find a slim, so similarities between hip-hop and having a disability, man. I mean, I just think a lot of us, so a lot of people don't really know the journey of what that's like to have to go through life with a special need, especially the way we do. And I mean, it's, it's it's really tough. I know for me, it hasn't been the easiest journey. We talk about this all the time. There's not a lot of people that we can actually model our, our journeys from, especially being in this space because there's just not a lot of us um, in this space. So... Um, but you know, is but that's why we do what we do. That's why I'm doing what I do to show, try to show people, hey, it's definitely possible, man. It's definitely possible. So, man, so talk to me about, you know, um, I know you're, you're passionate about disability awareness. I know you're passionate about being a disability advocate. Um, Talk to me about that, man. Talk to me about um, why that's so important to you.
1: Well, I think from the beginning, when I first started doing music, I was an advocate, but I but I thought I would do it in a way where I would do it in a way where I would, you know, penetrate the pop culture and, like, possibly be the next big artist, like the next signed artist, and do music that way and, and show people that disability is cool. So I think initially I did it that way, but then um, – I'm thankful to Leroy Moore and Keith Jones from Krip Hop Nation. I'm a member of Kip Hop Nation. And, uh, I met Leroy and he was such an activist and he inspired me as well. And so did Keith Jones and just seeing their activism and, um, just seeing like what led me to activism really was when we, when we landed on rising Phoenix for Netflix, uh, back in 20, uh, 2020. And, um, I don't know. It, like I did the music for the movie and then, man, it just, it just led me to like take activism more serious. But what really, I think, I think looking back at it now, what really, really, really trickled down to get me into it was when I got discriminated against when I was looking for a job in Los Angeles, when I went to the conservatory of recording arts and sciences and was an audio engineer, um, trying to get my certificate there. I moved to Los Angeles to get, you know, um, Gigs in the in the studios because in order to be at the recording studios you have to be what's called a runner and uh, yeah, yeah and I got and I got discriminated against from a major company I don't really want to give them light right now but it's a major major corporation and the guy asked me if I'd fall if I'd go to the bathroom and I remember I landed the job already so the the when I met with the guy it, the the job was already mine like I had already received the job I just didn't receive the paperwork. I didn't know about the paperwork and the offer letter. I didn't know any of those things. This was my first corporate possible part-time gig. And it was a sit-down job. It's what's called a board operator. And literally the job was sit-down and all I was going to be doing was pushing buttons. And the guy asked me if I'd fall, if I'd go to the bathroom. Then he's walking me around the office saying, me, George, the new guy. But I noticed he's paying attention to me being fatigued as far as walking around my office. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's just – Curious about disability. Maybe it's not a big deal. And then when I was supposed to start that Sunday, because the meeting was on Saturday. When I was supposed to start that Sunday, um, they they didn't even call me. And then I called my friend on Monday. My friend worked for the company at the time. And he knew I had the job. And he's like, what the hell happened? And he was upset. And then he told me to call him. And basically, like my friend wanted to fight the guy in the parking lot. Like That's how bad it got. And um, wow. that was kind of the moment like that not just that moment but there were other recording studios in Los Angeles that basically told me you can't be a runner because of your situation like they would flat out tell me you know we don't want you here because of your disability like I'm not like it's not it's not fair I mean I mean come on mm-hmm. man I mean audio mm-hmm. engineering is literally like I know what audio engineering is I did it for a while and audio yeah. engineering is literally like like twisting knobs and pushing buttons like yeah I know the setup I know when they set up a recording session, they have to move speakers. I, I I understand that, and they have to move certain things. But you could always hire an assistant to help somebody with a disability do that. Exactly, and, then, and they could use their ears. They could use their ears to listen to the music and mix the record. You know what I mean? So as, I never. As, right, so, and it,
0: and it's an, and it you know and it's unfortunate, man. Because again, you know, the, we talk about this. So, you know, this is something that has been something that has been an issue for a long time. So like there is no, there is no, like it comes back down to education, it comes back down to knowing how to educating yourself or how to deal with people who are different, who have special needs. You know, we see it all the time in all, all, a lot of other industries, you know, they discriminate against people with disabilities. I just literally saw on Instagram about a girl who, um, <laughs> who basically got, didn't go, she she applied for to work at to work at a bakery or a cookie shop or something like that and she would not get hired because she had she had either Down syndrome or aut- autism or something like that and so they would not hire her because of that so she ended up actually starting her own business and started hiring, hiring people with disabilities uh there's another story years back that I read about a a, a father whose son had autism. Mm-hmm. And because he wanted to have his son be able to do have a job, he bought a car wash. And he understood that people with autism are very detail-oriented. As long as you tell them what to do and you show them how to do it, they'll do it right that same way every single time. Right? They don't deviate from it. That's one of the things about autism people don't realize. It's actually an asset. They actually pay attention. As long as it's not too, like, not as long as they can understand the process, mm-hmm. they will always do it that way. And so it does. It actually becomes, they actually become beneficial and viable to your business. And so he bought the car wash. To, so, and then they hired all disabled people or to, to, to work in the car wash and realized how powerful it actually was to do that.
1: And don't don't get me wrong; those are all wonderful things that happened. And like, but but look at the but look at the lengths. Of course, that's people. what
0: that's what I mean. No, I'm telling you, it's it, it's unfortunate. But I I go back to say, um, being in the record business, especially being in the audio engineering, business, it's a small fraternity of people. Not everybody is is, is mixing records. And there probably isn't that many people with disabilities that we know that have mixed songs and that has built a career in doing that.
1: There was yeah. one guy, I forgot his name, it's escaping me, but he passed away, but he was a DJ. It's just, it's very few, few far in between, but this guy was a Grammy-nominated person. Like, he was super big in the audio industry. Like, I, I do remember there was one, but it's, the name's escaping me, I'm so sorry, but he he had passed away, like, I think a while ago. But um grateful to his spirit and grateful to what he did. But you're absolutely right, man. But that's but but let me let me let me tell you this. So then when that happened to me, I moved on to I met a lady named um what was her name? She used to run Capitol Records. Man, I forgot her name, but she was such a Candace Stewart. Shout out to you, Candace, if you remember me. Candace Stewart looked at me and she's like, Look, you should be working in the offices. Like audio engineering is not like going to pan out. Like you mm-hmm. should be working in the music business offices. And I do remember like when I was younger I would read booklets and look at the A&R names and I wanted to know I I wanted to know who the A&Rs were. I wanted to know who those people were more than more than the rappers on the on the on the front cover, more than the singers on the front cover. I wanted to know who the marketing director was, who this guy was, who this guy was. And like looking at the names and I remember when I first met 50 Cent the only time first met i've only met him once but the only time i met 50 cent i saw chris lighty driving and i told my buddies i was like follow that car that's chris lighty chris lighty was one of the major uh managers at the time yeah you know who yeah, that is yeah, i mean definitely. i know you know yeah he, so he, then
0: he, I, he's definitely a legend you know uh, gone too soon but
1: definitely a legend
0: too soon. for for, especially for music managers so
1: so I told I told uh, my boys I was like follow that car 50s in that car Chris is driving Chris was driving the car my boys didn't believe me this is the crazy part they're like no whatever I'm like okay don't believe me don't believe me whatever let the car do its thing let let him go right we let him go later on we run into we run into the same guy I looked at Chris and I said you're Chris Lighty and he looked at me he goes and he was like Flabbergasted, like, kind of like, how the heck do you know who I am? Like, because because no one knew, no one in that building was was looking at Chris. Everyone was looking at Fifty, and I looked at Chris and I said, "I know exactly who you are. You're Violator Management. You're this. You're that. You're this. You're that." And he like took a liking to me, and he's like, "Nice to meet you, man." And it was, and then I remember, um. I went and got my press kit. We, you know those. You know what a press kit is, obviously, Daryl, oh, yeah, right? Like, yeah. It was actually printed. I printed out my press kit at the time. This was back in two thousand six or seven or something along those lines. Maybe 10, 2010, but way back then. And um, and I went and got my press kit. And I'm like, Chris, 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 and I kept yelling, Chris. And I told my friends, I was like, Yo, Chris, Yo, Chris. They're like, Chris, Chris, Chris. Finally, Chris turns around. He turns around and he looks. And then he tells his bodyguard to get the press kit, but the guy won't move. So then Chris walks up and grabs my press kit okay. and then walks away. And then he starts reading about me. I could see him like he's sitting there like scrolling through the pages, like actually reading my name. And I'm like, oh, my God, Chris. And that was kind of the one of the moments where I was like, man, like, like, and then, oh, oh, here's where I'm getting to. So then there was a rapper there. There was another rapper. He was like, a white gentleman and he was uh, trying to hand out CDs to 50 and I did the same thing, but I was more, I was more, I wanted to get to Chris Lighty more than, more than 50. And, uh, and the guy looked at me and he goes, "Who is that? And I looked at him and I said, I said, I said, do your homework, bro. That's Chris Lighty. I said, that's the guy you need to be handing your CD to not 50. And I remember in that moment I was like, man, like, Man, Chris, you're amazing, and God rest your soul, Chris. And and years later, actually, I want to tell this story. I reached out to Tiffany, his daughter, and she actually wrote me back, and we would talk. You know, I would talk to yeah. Chris Slydey's daughter, and I was telling her, like, your, your dad, like, did a lot for me. Even in that moment, the fact that he was reading about me, yeah. man, come on, man. Meant, yeah, biggest...
0: definitely meant a lot, you know, like you no, said. Man, because, it, yeah. me,
1: it meant a whole lot, and that's kind of what I always looked up to Jimmy Iovine, you know, uh, Paul Rosenberg, like I looked up to these people, Chris Lighty, like I looked up to the business side of uh, even Candace, even Candace. Um, I forgot. Sorry, the name's escaping me, but the lady that I met from Capitol Records, like I looked up to these people, man, they were in the business of the music side of the music business. And then that's what led me to 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 try to maybe jump into that area, which led me to go to Full sale, which led me to meet you and then, you know, got my undergrad Uh, degree in music business and then worked my way into the marketing master's degree and and that's what kind of led me but 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 within that space like I realized there needs to be advocacy in the music business because I I was looking at the numbers and it's so low as far as like people with disabilities being represented in the music business.
0: For sure shout out to my friend Andrea Jennings. She yeah, her, yeah,
1: yeah. She, she's, a, she's. I love her. She's a sweetheart. I yeah. have yet to meet her, like a 15-meter, yeah. but yeah. she's a
0: sweetheart. She definitely, she definitely you know, I, I, we've talked a little bit on social media. I definitely want to get into the podcast, but she's also a very big disability advocate, you know, because there's just not that many people that are, again, look like us, who, are intimate, who want to be taken seriously in the business. You know, that's one of the reasons why I kind of had to call One of the reasons why... At the time of this recording, my book is being released this week, um, March the 8th, um, um, and I'm excited about that book because I think people need, I want people to see my journey and I'm not famous by any means, you know, but I feel like I have a story that people can be encouraged by. and I oh, absolutely. And I've earned the respect that I have. Within the space to make a difference, and I've kind of had to carve out my own path. And so, you know, I know what that's like. That it's tough for us. We don't necessarily have a, a a way to go in and say, "Hey, that's our way in." Even as even as a traditional intern, like it's just not that many opportunities. Because think about it, you. You know, you unless you have the opportunity to work remote, which it's more, I which guess, is, more, more, which doable is now, than, which is
1: now, now doable,
0: now more doable than anything, but but it's still tougher because, yeah, part of being in the media business is actually being able to touch relationships, yeah, it's touching exactly. the people, right? You can only do so much from a computer, you know, or from mm-hmm. a cell phone, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, being able to, like, being able to actually touch people, meet people, go to events, go to conferences, let people know who you are, like, at the end of the day. It's like I always say being in the music industry is like running for office. You know, people Mm -hmm. have to know and like you to trust you, to give you a shot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's still something to be said about that. So, you know, but the fact that there isn't that many opportunities for us to be seen and heard, especially on the not only on the artist side, but definitely on the on the business side. To, you know, because yeah, that no. just is it. People are just people are just like I always say. We, we we equate it back to dating and relationships, right? People are just ignorant to what they don't know. It's not the, not that they 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 want to be that they don't know. They just haven't experienced it enough. It's not a common thing for them to know how to deal with that those, these particular situations. If that makes oh, sense of course, you no. Know?
1: And but but you know what my whole thing is, and 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 even with you, your journey, and 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 all the and. And man, God rest, uh, Judy uh human passed away this past uh weekend and yeah. she was a huge she was the the mother of disability civil rights, man, and uh yeah and uh it's it's such a loss to the community and man just I, I dedicate, you know, like I didn't get a chance to meet her. I was so close to meeting her, but I'm so grateful that she heard Rising Phoenix and she knew Leroy and Keith. But but my whole point is this, man, like like you're absolutely right, but here's my thing. So now remote work is possible, right? Possibly, right? right? Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. companies don't take that from us. But that's another thing. It's like this world. This this world wasn't built on understanding that disabled people want a life. Yeah. Like yeah. Out, out, outside of outside of the pity party, like right. outside of that. <laughs> like like the world wasn't even built. On even like the people that built this, uh the systems in the world, like like the 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 laws and the that's why we needed the Judy humans. That's why we needed those people to like intersect that and like say, hey, you know, we need rights, we need rights. Like we needed people like that. And where I'm so grateful for her spirit and her work and what what she her contribution. And like that's my point. The whole world, the world wasn't even built to see disability as oh this guy this guy may want to live on his own this guy may want a roommate, this guy may want a job, this guy may want a car, like, this person may, you know, this person with a physical disability may want to actually see what it's like to really live, right, like, it it just wasn't built on that, and I think that's why a lot of the, you know, like, a lot of the companies just don't know how to, like, but I do feel like the world is um, more accepting now, it's just, it's a slow process, man, and I also feel like, our movement is like 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 it's getting there but it's like it's taking a while to get a lot of voices to be amplified but i do feel like there is a ton of uh disabled influencers and a ton of people making noise about this but but it takes people like me and you in the music business right i'm saying in the music space to to show them no you know be 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 aware of this and 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 don't be so scared of, of whatever disability it is. Like and like I think me and you were talking a while back, and each disability is a case by case basis. So each person is a case by case thing. Like my journey is completely totally different from your journey. We both have CP, right? But our journeys are different. Like, terms you know, are different. Way, way different. Yeah, way for different. sure. For sure. And I think I think the more the more people meet people with disabilities in the music space, at least. The more it's not going to be um, foreign anymore, but yeah. but we but we need but but people like me and you, right? I'm not saying everybody, but whoever's into music, go for your dreams. Whether it's a whether it's an audio engineer or whether it's a singer or whether it's you want to be a marketer or whether whatever it is, you know, go for the dreams. If, if if go for it, let them see us, let them hear us. You know that that's that's my whole thing, and that's my whole thing with this advocacy thing too, because. I want them to be more familiar so we're not so foreign in the offices. So, like like I did a panel for Warner Music Group, right, like and last talk, October. Talk
0: about that. So what was the panel about, and why did you put that together?
1: The panel was called Disability – I think it was Disability Empowered. I think that's what I titled it. And I put it together to showcase, like, musicians. And the, there, there was uh, four of us, so a total of four, including me. So – you know, four four musicians, and to show people, like to show the the, the the employees of Warner Music Group, like, hey, you know, there's musicians with disabilities, and to talk about what what it's like to tour with a disability, what it's like to record with a disability, what it's like to want to be an entrepreneur in the music space with a disability. Um, I was basically the the host of the panel, and I was the person that was doing the interview, and I I I obviously let them do most of the talking. Cause I didn't want it to be all about me, 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 me. I brought these guests on and there were three amazing individuals and I put it together. And I remember like, even, even like Warner learning about, you know, like getting me an accessible bathroom, right? Like getting my, my, my hotel accessible, like making sure they took care of me, making sure even that little, even that little tidbit of info was like, very, very good for them to learn. And like they, they, they hit it right on the nail. Like they, they made sure that I was taken care of. They made sure that everything was taken care of. They asked me what I needed to be accommodated. And I think that's what, that's what these companies need. They need, that's why I want to get employed by these kind of companies because they need to see that so they can know that. So it's not foreign to them. So they know that their, their coworker has CP and they they've dealt with something like that already you get what I'm saying? So I, I the it. more, the more we're out there, the more we're out there, the more, yeah, the more it becomes like, dude, disability is a human, human experience. It's not, it's not, it'll, uh, you know, I, I have to say this, like everyone can become disabled. That's the thing. Yeah. Everyone can become physically disabled. And I don't think, I think people that are able-bodied, as they say, don't understand that. But, yeah. but that's the whole point. The more we the more we do these kind of podcasts and have these kind of conversations, the more people are, it's not so foreign to them anymore.
0: Well, no, for sure. You know, it, it it's at any given time, you know, you can, your life can change that quick. You know, uh, I say like, let's say somebody might get shot or they might get become a, a paraplegic or quadriplegic or anything like that. And now they're disabled. I would say that to me, that's harder mentally to deal with because. All I've ever known is disability. So I don't know a life of one day being able to do anything I want to do next week. So to me, it's much, much more, more difficult to have to figure out how to pivot, you know, to not have to change your life versus Yeah, but but watch this. Du- Go ahead.
1: Watch this, watch this, Darrell. Like, so you said all you've ever known is disability. Okay, now watch watch the flip side. So now I'm trying to actually become an employee one day, right? And trying to move into that space, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like PTSD, all I've ever known is disability. And all I've ever known is, you're stuck, like, this is the fixed income you're gonna get, this is the fixed life you're gonna get. And I'm trying to unfix it. I'm trying to like, basically break out of it. And that's, that's the flip side to what you just said, all you've ever known is disability. And that's the same thing with me. All I've ever known is disability, disability income, disability this. And it's scary to feel like I'm like, like regular, like not regular life, but life, like human life without disability. I don't know how to tackle that on because no one's ever gave me opportunity and thankful to Warner Music Group that they have and thankful to Netflix and thankful to the Paralympics. You know, um, I worked on We the Fifteen. You know, to end discrimination with the Paralympics back in twenty twenty one. Like, thankful to them that led me to this. But that's my point. Like, it's almost like PTSD, Darrell. Like, it's almost like I have PTSD because I'm so um, what's the word I want to use? Like, I'm scared, dude. I'm scared that what if I fail? Like, it's a lot. It like failing for me. It's it's a lot scarier than failing for somebody that can just go become a waiter. Right. You know, that 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 can go do a waiter job. You know what I mean? Like like I don't know. It's it's ah, oh man. The the I, I it's tough, man. I have to be honest, it, it's it's tough. I'm not complaining, but it's no, tough. No, no,
0: no. I mean no we're on this pod we keep it one thousand we keep it real. I think people need to understand because we one, this you know, this industry is non traditional, right? The entertainment industry in general is a non-traditional industry. So we're already do things that most people in corporate America, even though the major label is sort of the corporation, it's still in the grand scheme of things, non-traditional compared to other industries. So uh, it being non-traditional, meaning the rules are a little bit different. The how you maneuver is going to be different because this is all based off relationships. It's all based off, you know, what how how you how it's all based off somebody else opening up a door for you. You know, because you can't just open you can't open up every door based off good merit, right? You but be- I
1: also feel like Darrell, pause it right there and hold that thought. I also feel like because we're disabled, that's for any industry. If you really think about it. If you really think about it if somebody wants to work in any industry mm-hmm. like someone has to give them that opportunity because they have to look past the disability right. they have to right so in any industry for us someone has to open that door in any industry including music whatever even the 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 bakery you just mentioned the bakery earlier right right. They had to open up their own business because no one would give them the opportunity.
0: Well the yeah, the young the young lady art. Right, she she could know. it's the same, yeah.
1: it's the same concept, bro. That's the right. crazy part. Yeah. I know what you're saying. You're absolutely right. The music industry doesn't work like like uh like like trying to work at like CVS or Save Mar. I get that part. Right. But, but 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 having a disability, you have to have somebody that's that's an ally, that's a disabled ally, which thankfully I found in Warner Music Group, they became disabled allies to me. You know, that, that, that said, George, you know, we'll give you an opportunity. Thank you. Like, and, and I didn't just get the opportunity because I have a disability. I got the opportunity because it's, disability has been my whole life and we the 15 and Paralympics and all the experiences I went through. Like, mm-hmm. it, it also wasn't just handed to me. I had to work, like, as a disabled person, if I'm speaking to somebody else that wants to obviously earn employment within any field, I'll say this to you guys. Like whoever's listening is you gotta try harder than the next guy because because you gotta prove yourself it's not just about having a disability you gotta prove yourself that you really want this opportunity, and that's pretty much i that's pretty much what I think I did i mean, I mean, we didn't even talk about it, but I won an Emmy. For for rising no, 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 phoenix, we like, were we were like, dude, a, <laughs> we definitely yeah. we, we got to touch base on that for sure. But um, but but you know what I mean, like like come on, man, like like we yeah. we, we do extravagant things, like we're yeah, we're very yeah. extraordinary people.
0: For sure, for sure, for sure. Hold on. So yeah.
1: what I was saying, so what I was saying was, you know, we won an Emmy for Rising Phoenix, and and like I think all that, the experiences, the 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 the, the being told no. Like being told no and me knocking on doors. So like man So before that,
0: man. before before that, so talk <laughs> about so what is rising Phoenix about and how and how did you become a part of that? What that led up to the Emmy?
1: So Rising Phoenix is about the Paralympics and the Paralympic movement and people with disabilities and how the Paralympics started and about several athletes that are amazing and extraordinary and I'm grateful for them too because like they without their stories it wouldn't have inspired the song rising phoenix so rising phoenix consisted of leroy moore who i owe a lot to for being part of the soundtrack absolutely because he's the reason why daniel pemberton heard my song and keith jones who's also on the rising phoenix song and tony hickman who's on the hook of the song and me me as well who's on the song um And how it got started was uh, Gary Welch, who's a music supervisor. um, They were working on Rising Phoenix. And I believe Daniel and Gary were like, we need to look for the community. Like, we need to look within the community to have a song about disabilities. So instead of them using, like, a big pop star, they're like, why don't we just reach out to the actual community? This is about the community. Why don't we make it more authentic? And I'm grateful that they did that. So they found Keith and Leroy. They reached out to Keith and Leroy. I believe they reached out to Leroy for me. And Leroy handed them a bunch of music from various artists from Hop Nation. And my song got picked and Tony's song got picked and Keith's song got picked. And there it was. Rising Phoenix happened. And we recorded it with the great Daniel Pemberton, who's an amazing composer, who's worked on Spider-Man and King Arthur and all these amazing films. I mean, he's worked with Hans Zimmerman, like... He's working on the new Spider-Man right now. You know, I'm still very cool with Daniel Pemberton. He's an awesome composer. And that's how it got started. And then Daniel's people, like, submitted us for the sports Emmy. And then we got nominated. And then, to be honest with you, if you watch the footage of me accepting the award um, on the behalf of Crip Hop Nation, like, I was just in tears and just shocked. And I even, like, I told you this a while back. Like, I even felt bad that I didn't mention uh Tony's name and Keith's name and 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 Krip hop and and Leroy, but I was so like overwhelmed because because I didn't I didn't I couldn't believe we actually won the Emmy. Like I was kind of going in there thinking maybe we won't. because there's a lot of letdowns, man. I mean, I went, bro, back in the day, I went on making the band for 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 MTV, and mm-hmm. I remember Michael Bivens gave me a standing ovation. Like mm-hmm. I I started rapping and Michael freaking Bivins, yeah. Gave me a standing ovation. Started clapping, and I was I was the first person to um, perform in Chicago for the auditions. I flew to Chicago. So this is
0: probably the so this is this is this is the, this is the O2, like, the first one he was doing the hip hop group, not Danny Kane and
1: uh. No, this was when he did the R and B male group. No, oh, this was okay. the men. see I see at first I thought he was accepting everybody, but he was uh, he only wanted singers. But by the time by the time I realized that I was already in line for the audition. And I was I like the first person – bro, I was the first person in line – well, the fourth person in line. But then the people were like, you go first. But they shouldn't have let me go first because I – I, like Michael Bivens gave me a standing ovation. Even though they weren't accepting rappers, I still did my thing. And I remember that was heartbreaking. And then I remember MTV was supposed to do a show, and they were going to cast me on the show. Bro, there's a lot of letdowns. They were supposed to cast me on the show to be part of a rap show like – they didn't cast me. Then MTV, uh, remember MTV um, made MTV's yeah. made. Yeah. I was supposed to be a coach, but Killer Mike ended up getting it. Oh, like okay. Killer Mike on that episode, I was supposed to do it, but they decided to go with Killer Mike. You know what oh. I mean? Like, there's, see, there's been the, a lot,
0: and see, these are things, George, that I've never, I've never even known about you. So I'm glad we're having
1: these these conversations. i have learned stuff about you. There, there's a lot of little tidbits that happened that just eventually when rising phoenix actually happens and i i don't know if i mentioned this before but i was also on god of war in 2007 where i believe yeah I think 2007 where god of war 2 the older god of war i was on the soundtrack for that and i won a myspace contest and then i was also uh top five in a in a contest for step up 2, the movie and the and the contest was rigged like literally the contest was rigged but we won't even get into that <laughs> but but my point is like there's been so many letdowns and so many letdowns. And then finally, when we won that Emmy, it just, I was overwhelmed. And 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 for the longest time, people used to tell me, don't rap about your disability. But the songs that got me on Risey Phoenix were about disability. About They were like, those songs were like 10 years old. So those songs that I recorded back in that closet that I told you about yeah. when I met my friend, those songs led me to the Emmy.
0: Hey man, it's the journey. It's the journey. And you're gonna have to go through a lot of ups and downs to get to the those things that become your your wins, you know, your your wins that eventually lead to the opportunity to have to be Emmy, to be an Emmy Award winner. Value forever. Yeah, man, and you are yeah, forever an Emmy Award winner and you should be, you should always be sharing that and talk to people about that because that is a major part of your story. I'm just so Yeah glad man. I you. mean
1: Crip Hop Crip Hop Crip Hop Nation is for every an um, an Emmy Award winning group. Like I, I, I'm so grateful that I got to help with help with that. Like I got to be a part of Crip Hop Nation's journey too, because I know it's very tough for Leroy, it's very tough for Keith, it's very tough for Tony. And I'm freaking grateful that I met people that that are along the same journey as me and we're all fighting this, we're all, we're all busy in our lives, but we're all fighting for the same fight, you yeah, know, man. Yeah. like, 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 that's the thing, and, and then, and then I, and then I, and then I, and then I read about Judy Human, and then I, and then I, I see Crip Camp, like the movie Crip Camp, and, you know, like, there's just, and then there's just such a community now, like, there's so many social media influencers, I, I think you, I don't know if you've heard of Zion Clark, he's a He's the MMA fighter that that has a disability that's been that's been just all over social media and the UFC. Like, I love like he's part of uh C Talent, which is an agency that I used to intern for and I'm a part of as well. Like, like what I'm saying is there's just so many like disabled advocates and disabled influencers and disabled amplifiers and disabled fire starters. Like I love it. But the thing is. But the thing is, when it comes to the actual music business side, I'm not talking about the music. Where I'm not talking about being an artist. I'm talking about wanting to be in the music business, not yeah. the artist. Yeah, that is where it's lacking. Like, and that's for where sure. me and you come in. For sure,
0: for sure. And I think you know? that I think that it's it's. I think that you know, first of all, we've, we've chosen a career path that's not easy. A um, career path to be in that's not easy, but. You know, I know your passion, you know, because I know you personally. We have, we have, we have, we've had a lot of talks about this very subject. And, you know, it's something that's working for, working in the media business, something that's really, really important for you.
1: Extremely. Because the thing is, Darrell, to be honest with you, it's if I can't play for the NBA, I want to work for the NBA. Like, that's how I looked at it. Like, if I can't become a famous signed artist, right? Or, or semi-famous even, or a one-day yeah. wonder even, let me at least work here, because because I just want to be in the space. Yeah. Like, like I didn't really... I liked audio engineering, but I didn't love it. I only did it because I thought it was affordable, and it was like a... Like, I even tried to do radio broadcasting, man. Radio. I, I was trying to be a radio DJ back in the day, but, but even that, even that, like, it's a... Like, the way they treat disabled people, and it's sad man i was getting discriminated against with that too when i was younger like like it's i'm a freaking radio host like they're listening to my voice like why does my physicality matter right like 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 they just like people just but i'm so grateful that we have disabled allies i'm not saying we don't but like just the world is the world needs to hurry up and catch up man cuz they're they're missing out on so much talent well i think the, i think the world these catch up on a lot
0: of things. I just think again, people just don't. It just comes back to a lack of experiences. You know, I mean, people just, unfortunately all the good people that are doing things in this city world, there's a lot of people that still are unfamiliar with how the world works or unfamiliar with our community. That there's so many good people in our communities, you know, yeah. that that, you know, and so all we can do is continue to be a light, continue to shine a light on yeah. what we're doing. You know this is why you know one of the reasons why I'm glad I have this podcast platform and of course it's not the biggest platform in the world, but you know it's a platform where I get to have people on that mean something to me or I get a chance to help somebody tell their story you know and I just think that again you're just my guy man I just really really got a lot of love for you and I, and I want to use my platforms and, and the relationships I have so that people can know more about you. I
1: appreciate that, man. I really do.
0: You know that, that, that.
1: Because, uh, because another thing I wanted to say, Darrell, we didn't talk about this, but it is, okay, it's already extremely hard to be a music artist, right? Mm -hmm. To be a music artist in general, like Mm -hmm. to try to, to try to submit demo tapes and studio time, bro, when you have, when you have a disability and all you're collecting is SSI and that's your income, Mm -hmm. bro. Good luck being an artist. Good luck trying to yeah. good luck trying to catch up. And at least because, to, at least in today's
0: yeah. in today's world, because you have to do everything. Good luck. Yourself, you do everything yourself. Right. Yeah. You, you,
1: you have, have to, to invest in yourself. You would have Let's to have on. to
0: find an organization or somebody who just believes. It's okay, we're going to you know, that's what it would have to be, or somebody who just believes in you and is and well, has the financial backing to be like, look, and know that they're gonna lose money on it. And it's, yeah, because it's, 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 it's gotta, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a situation where the person who's investing in you knows that it's going to take a while, and you may not, you know, you may not see this money back, you know. But it, it because, but it's, but cause they want to move the, they want to move the, the needle a little bit for people that that are in our positions, so they're yeah. willing to do that. But again, that, that, it's not easy to find somebody that's willing to do that. So, um, but. There's-
1: yeah. You but, let, but, but let me ask you this. Speaking on that, on that topic, like, bro, it's just, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I see disabled influencers that influencers, right? Like social media influencers. It's mm-hmm. probably the same thing. They have to come up with the money to promote their ad, like promote the, uh, whatever they're doing. Like, as far as like the ads for their Instagram reels. And I, I like, it's probably the same thing. I'm sure there's there's disabled people that do it, but what I don't know if it's the families that there are families that are helping them um, do that. Oh, but I so, know. Well, when you first yeah. start out in this game, somebody has to help you. I mean,
0: because most people aren't yeah. born for most people aren't just home, just have money like that. So
1: because you know. I'll tell you this: every little demo, every little demo, and every little beat and everything I've rapped on up until this point, I've paid for exclusively, and I've I've paid for it myself. But it's just. <laughs> It's, it's a very slow process. Like my friends ask me, they're like, why can't, let's talk about this. My friends were asking me, why can't you go viral? And I'm like, guys, <laughs> going viral is not like, oh, easy one, two, three. Like, yeah. Whoa. Or, or oh, George, why don't you post more? Uh, Darrell, I think you've seen my activity. I've been posting a lot more. Okay. Yeah, I think, it ain't, it ain't but, also, but, also
0: too, but also, too, that's why I said you have to be careful who you, who you listen to because people, the people that are talking, they have no clue how things work. So it's like it like not that they're they're talking on deaf ears, but it's just like they don't really understand what going viral means. And so nobody when you intentionally trying to go viral, you don't go viral. like most viral videos, the intention wasn't for it to go viral, it just happened. You know what I mean sometimes I mean, things, sometimes things just just catch and they just go.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. When Rising Phoenix happened, shout out to Coldplay. Shout out to Coldplay because Coldplay debuted Rising Phoenix on all their social media platforms. They mm-hmm. posted it. Cold freaking play. And, 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 and man, I mean, we had, you know, it was a good run. It got a lot of views, don't get me wrong. And I'm very grateful. But, but still, you know, and, the, and the, the weird thing about Rising Phoenix, too, is when it came out, cuties had just happened. I don't know if you remember this. The movie Cuties. Remember the movie Cuties with the young girls that were dancing provocatively or whatever? And people were in an outrage with Netflix?
0: No, I don't remember that, but go ahead.
1: Okay, well, if you look it up, Cuties literally just happened. And then Rising Phoenix happens, like right within that time frame. Mm -hmm. So if you look at our YouTube video, everybody is bombarding the comments with Cuties comments on the video On YouTube, like, oh, Netflix needs to be banned. Oh, cuties, this, that. Like, dude, we wrote a song about disabilities to end discrimination. All you guys could focus on is this movie that has nothing to do with us. Right. (laughs) Like, like, this is the world we live in. Right,
0: right, right. It It was,
1: it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was nonsense, in my opinion. Right. It was nonsense, you know. But whatever. But. You're right, man, but, like, speaking on the viral thing, it's, it's like, I was talking to you, um, you've been telling me lately, like, get my story out there, get my story heard, and I'm always, the thing is, it's the hustler mentality today, like, like, um, I'm always thinking about the next win, like, okay, Rising Phoenix happened, like, what, two, two years ago, three years ago, like, like, I'm thinking yeah, about the next.
0: But, you also, I realized, a so lot of people like I still haven't seen Rising Phoenix, you know what I mean? No, no, I, I know, place. I know. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know what Raj Phoenix is. So it's a brand new thing for them. You know, it's, just, right. like how, it's just like how I, what I tell artists is that, yes, yeah, song, songs that are old to you are old to you. But someone who's just discovering you for the first time, those songs are brand new to them. You know what I mean? So I think it's a mistake when people like neglect their old songs because it feels old to them. Understanding as people discover you they 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 it's new to them you know what i mean no you're so-
1: absolutely right but what i wanted to say is i was so focused uh, i've been so focused on the next win that i've been kind of like okay well you're right you know i should get my story more out there i should try to reach out to outlets i should try to you know get, like get people to like see me hear me but i've been just so focused on what's the next win so so I was always thinking like, okay, I need another win for me to be get for me to get an article written about me. You get what I mean? For me to get this written about me. For me to have this podcast. For me to, you get what I'm saying? Like, and I also yeah. blame that on social media because social media it has that vanity metrics thing we were talking about. Yeah. So I'm thinking about the next thing where I should be grateful for. You know, hey, I mean, I have an Emmy. Like, mm-hmm. like you always tell me. I have but, an Emmy and right. I need to look back at and I need to look back at that win and be be grateful for that. Because that was a huge for Cripop yeah, Nation, that's that was a huge
0: accomplishment because that's not yeah. something that easily, you know, that's not something that easily is achievable. You know what I mean? Most people don't be like, hey, like we're gonna win X amount of Emmys. Like you don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And like- and it also too, it's very subjective. Like it's it's not in your you don't control whether you win an Emmy or not. You know no, mean?
1: man. I mean, I, like to tell you the truth, the process of it, the lady kind of told me, broke it down. to me. and recently I've been an Emmy judge. Like recently I've been grateful to judge um, the Emmys as, as far as like the music side of things. Mm-hmm. And I know the process, like you have to literally watch every clip, like mm-hmm. rate it, rate it. Like it's, it's probably a ton of people that do it. And it's like a rating system from like one to 10, you know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. it's not that easy. And like, I remember the, the lady was telling me, she's like, You've been nominated, but that means that you're Emmy worthy. Like, it means that because you're in this stage, you're worthy of an Emmy. I remember her telling me that right before we won. So, and I remember her telling me there's like 800 entries, like 900 entries. So the fact that, like, our song got picked with, like, it's, I'm just super grateful, man. No, the process is definitely not. And you can't buy an Emmy. I mean, we've talked about this before. You can't buy an Emmy. You have to earn it. I mean, you could probably buy a fake one, but you can't buy a real Emmy, <laughs> a real nomination, and a real win. So, super grateful, man. Super grateful for that, and and still, still looks. I still look at the Emmy like, wow, I can't. Even my friends, till this day, my friends still brag like he won an Emmy, but I, I don't bring it up often. But they bring it up, you know, jokingly, but. Super grateful, man. Super grateful to people like you, and, and 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 grateful to be speaking on your platform. And thank you for allowing me to share my story. Hopefully, it'll get a young disabled person because a younger me needed someone like me. A younger me needed someone like me back when I was growing up. Exactly. I didn't have that.
0: Exactly, man. Exactly. I just I just want people to know that again, there's people, there's wonderful people like yourself. Um. That are doing great things. And the journey is not easy. It's not easy for me. Not easy for Andrea. Not easy for all. A lot of us in the space that want to do what we're trying to do, we're literally having to carve out our own space. You know what I mean? We're literally having to do this because there really isn't a platform for us. That's why I said. That's why I wrote this book. It's for people like you that that to provide hope. People that's coming behind us to provide hope for people who want to be in the music industry who want to be in the entertainment space that don't necessarily have a way in, don't necessarily understand how they're going to do it because they might not be able to, you know, live in LA or live in some of these industry cities and, you know, things of that nature that you kind of have to do, you know, kind of have to go where the action is sometimes, you know? You
1: have to. And that's, that's another dilemma for me too. It's like another thing is eventually moving out to LA and making that journey. You know, I, I lived in LA, but I had my family with me and, um, I, I really don't want to take them this time. I don't want to force their dreams on, like force my dreams on them, and like I just kind of want to. You know, I'm a single man, and 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 I don't have any um. Uh, what is it? I have nothing really holding me back other than like you know family that I live with, but but I need to go out there and do my thing. But it is it is tough, man. But but I'm grateful that there is remote work now, and there that that is a possibility that it's gonna stick around. I think it is because. I'm noticing a lot of labels are are doing remote a lot, we, even with their employees. Like, uh, I'm noticing yeah, a lot of them I, are working from home.
0: I definitely think, obviously, post pandemic, there is um, a lot more opportunities where people are realizing that you can work, um, you can work remotely, uh, and not be in the same place to be able to get the jobs done you know there there is still something special about being able to gather in rooms and talk to people and touch people but
1: oh of course no dude i'm not against i want that no 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 no.
0: no, i know you i know know you're not against i'm just saying like but But i'm saying but thankfully there is Uh,
1: yeah yeah right right no no what i'm saying is you're absolutely right like like uh, you're, you're absolutely right. The experience of, of connecting with people is amazing, and I want to do that. But, but the least they could do, the least they could do is allow someone, if someone can't move to LA, allow them to work remotely. That's the least they could do. Uh, because if it really is their, their dream, allow that to happen, because a lot of jobs could be done from home, man? Yeah, a lot, like, like I'm literally doing it right now, like I'm doing it as I'm talking to. You. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I mean, I do what I do
0: from home. You know what I mean? So it's possible because, you know, because one thing you don't do that, one thing you do that I don't do is you actually drive. You know,
1: I don't drive. So, I mean, there's... You know, let me talk, let's talk about that real quick because you brought it up. I misunderstood why you didn't drive. You had told me the story of why you didn't drive. But what I'm saying is that's when I realized, I was like, you know what? It's a case by case basis then. Everyone's like literally... Everybody's have yeah you're right
0: everybody's different you know everybody you know um, but there's all there's things that I do that you don't do so I think I just yeah continue. like you've, you've, you've traveled the what
1: like you've traveled like I've the world to, I've been to
0: seven countries not the whole I've never, never done that
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've never but man you've been come on I've never even been to one country let
0: yeah. alone seven yeah you
1: but um,
0: me? you know but again that had you know the journey hasn't been easy uh, for, for me it has been these for you. There's not these for anybody, but the fact that we, we keep our we keep smiles on our faces, you know, we Bro. because here's the thing. nobody wants to be around negative ass people. You know what I mean? So nobody wants to be around like, oh it's me, I hate life. Uh, that's not that that's just not gonna work. Like nobody wants nope. to give an opportunity to somebody nope. that's always like saying, Man, yep. F this, fuck this, fuck my life fucking yep. sucks. You know, yeah, all this yep. type of shit. Like nobody wants yep. to nobody wants to to hear that, do you have days where it feels like that? Absolutely, you do. But nobody wants to be around <laughs> somebody no. that's always mad at the world, man. Like, I mean. like,
1: like, like. Even with this podcast, like, there's times where you know, i you know, um, thinking about what happened, like the discrimination gets me upset. But then realizing, like, you know what, that guy did that to me. That doesn't mean that the next guy is gonna do that to me. It doesn't necessarily mean that. It's just that you know what it is. It's the PTSD. It's the it's the scared, like, is this gonna happen again? But you know what, bro? Like we've talked about this before. Sometimes just I mean, I, I say sometimes, but a lot of times the world ain't fair and you just gotta you just gotta truck along, man. You just gotta.
0: Absolutely, you man. Gotta. Absolutely. So man, look, before we get out of here, how can the people find you? How can they stay connected to you?
1: All that. Okay, so I do have a website. It's georgetragic.com. I'm also under all social medias, uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, well, Facebook's my real name. It's George Delman. But, but uh, all the Instagrams are georgetragic. I mean, not all the Instagrams. All the social media channels are georgetragic. And I do have a website, georgetragic.com. So you could find me there. All my links are there. It's very simple. And, yeah, I mean, reach out. Reach out. If you have a disability – and you, you you, want somebody to talk to, because it is a lonely road, man. That's another yeah. thing. No, I'm so is. grateful. You're, I, I call you my twin. I call yeah. you my twin, even though I know, you know, we need to meet It's, one it's day, all,
0: man. It's all good, bro. You're my brother from another man. And yeah, like, yeah, like, you know. It's, you know like, and yeah, it, it's, it's it's, just cool, bro. It, it even, Even
1: before I let you go, even speaking about the roommate situation, like I've never had a roommate. You have, you know what I mean? Like those little, I told you this before, but I admire that about you. I admire the fact that you took that on and did that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you look at Miami like a win. I look at what you're doing like wins. Like, all that to me is wins. All The fact that we're living and breathing and smiling and we have CP, that's a win in itself, man.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, man, like I said, bro, uh, this will not be this your second time on the podcast. It will definitely not be your last time on the pod. I'm excited for you, excited for the great things that are going to be happening for you. Keep your head up. Keep going. You know, the journey hasn't been easy. It's not going to be easy. It's not meant to be easy. But we're going to be okay. And like I said, man, you know, you, you're, 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 you're chasing your dreams, okay? No matter how long the process takes, remember, you're running your own race. Nobody else's race. It's George Doman's race. And it's really easy in the day and age of social media to get caught up in some somebody else watching what somebody else is doing. It's yeah. really easy to do
1: that. Yeah, it's bro, really yeah, easy. It's, to do it's that. hard, bro. And it's, it's, and hard. it's hard to not yeah. fall into
0: the trap of that. Yeah. But you have to just stay consistent to what it is that's important to you and what makes you the person who you are. And in the meantime, just just understand that the process is the process, but and then and then and then the result and the destination. It's gonna be what it's gonna be, but just approach it again with the glass half full mentality, and understand the understand that even though there's gonna be bumps on the road, you just gotta overcome and we'll keep doing. It. So, hey guys, oh, of course, man. it's been a great episode. This has been another episode of the Encouraged Power Podcast, and I'm your host Darrell Peart. Until next time, I'm out of here. Peace. Peace.